Hello, folks, and welcome to the Knickknack Podcast, Season 11, Episode 19, Knowledge and Self-Analysis, a Hybrid Approach, and I'll be talking a little bit about my recent studies of psychology, abnormal psych for the most part, and uh, combining that with uh, my own analysis, and then my pursuit of knowledge in general and how I'm approaching it. And we'll start that conversation in a little bit. In the meantime, grab your favorite beverage, grab your favorite tobacco product, and we will get started. So I talked last time about the ambition of wanting to return to school, the goal being to do something in psychology, um, thinking about the MFT program at Chico State, um, and looking at the requirements to get into that program. Um, and that has kind of set me on a path of self-knowledge and self-discovery. Um, I think there are kind of two approaches to knowledge. There is the traditional um, academic approach wherein you go take a college class, you listen to lectures, you study a textbook, and then you take a bunch of tests, um, in a sense, uh, trying to uh, ascertain whether uh, you uh, have the appropriate knowledge from the course or not. And of course, obviously, the MFT program at Chico State uh, also uh, has probably a lot more applied uh, systems of uh, teaching students as well. Um, but to get kind of the basis for the program, there are a number of classes such as abnormal psychology and statistics for psychology that you're required to take first before you actually embark on the core part of the program. So knowing that, um, I decided to pursue knowledge on this topic in a different way. And that was to find a podcast that recorded a series of lectures from a abnormal psychology class at Portland Community College and listen to those lectures and uh, it took me a while but get a hold of a textbook on abnormal psychology and kind of cross-reference that and use that to learn about the topic um, and kind of prepare myself for potentially taking that course either at Butte College or Chico State uh, depending on how I'm able to navigate the academic system with my, my financial situation. So um, in in referencing the title, A Hybrid Approach, at the title of this podcast, um, the hybrid approach really applies to knowledge more than it applies to self-analysis. Uh, I'll get into the self-analysis bit a bit later, but uh, I think we can take a two-pronged approach to knowledge. Um, I think that self-study needs to be emphasized more. Um, I don't know how you can structure it and emphasize it in academia, but I think academia uh, has its own limitations and its own requirements. And there is a way to pursue knowledge that is probably more effective that is separate from academia, which is simply self-study. Um, you know, use YouTube, use podcasts, uh, use blogs, uh, use whatever you can get access to, textbooks, what have you. The internet is a, uh, a variable uh, resource for this. Even Wikipedia would be a good resource for this. 
so that's exactly what I've done. Is I've done a bunch of search searches on psychology, abnormal psych, social psychology. Um, I got social psychology for dummies as a primer. Um, unfortunately, there is not abnormal psychology for dummies uh, to kind of prime me into this, uh, to the scenario. Um, being a um, a person that has um, an abnormal psych psychological condition, i.e. bipolar and the autism spectrum, um, I think I have already a decent basic level of understanding of the topic, but of course I want to expand it, and when I do take an abnormal psychology course, be ready for that. Um, unfortunately, I can't prepare for every single course I might take if I decide to pr pursue this um, academic uh, goal and ambition. Um, but even if I don't decide to pursue this academic goal and um, um, an approach, um, I can still benefit from this knowledge because, again, as I mentioned, I uh, have both bipolar disorder unspecified, if you want to get technical, um, and I am on the autism spectrum uh, as far as the DSM-5 category goes. So, um, having these conditions, it is good to know what defines these conditions, uh, what sort of things have gone wrong to make these conditions possible, uh, know a little bit more about the treatment, um, and just kind of make myself more of a self-advocate in that sense. So, um, studying abnormal psych really has a lot of benefits for me. Um, and as I mentioned, um, there's an abnormal psychology series of lectures um, from Portland Community College available on iTunes. Just search for abnormal psychology and you'll find it. Uh, it's 13 lectures, um, and it suggests the books, the textbooks that you can use. Um, and fortunately, when you're just listening to the lectures, you don't have to take the tests. Uh, so that's nice and relieving. Though I got to the point with kind of this interest that I started feeling overwhelmed and stressed out by it, or at least the other day. But um, knowing that psychology is kind of a... Uh, psychology of, of yourself, the actual understanding of where I was psychologically at the time is knowing that it's based on a number of factors, uh, the biological factor being one, um, I was having a hard time sleeping the last couple of days. Um, I spent a lot of time at Beat Behavioral Health uh, visiting my psychologist, my psychiatrist, and the med nurse to manage my medications. Um, so combine that into a couple of days and you have myself uh, trying to cram a lot of knowledge into my brain uh, while going through assessment and trying to analyze my psychological state um, just for the purposes of the appointment um, and then trying to analyze it for myself and my pursuit of my studies um, and I was tired. I, I was not meeting my biological need for sleep so uh, what I did last, the end of yesterday, after visiting with a friend uh, for a couple hours, um, I simply took my uh, sleeping medication, knocked myself out for about eight hours, and suddenly I feel better. So, um, better enough to actually produce this podcast and, uh, you know, try and get into the roots of intellectually what's going on in my brain right now. So, that's what's going on with me. I've met my biological need. 
now my brain can kind of function again, um, and um, I can go back to pursuing my knowledge and pursuing my interests. So, as I mentioned, very interested in abnormal psych, not only to understand my conditions, but uh, to put it in that category of uh, potentially exploring the MFT program at Chico State. Um, also, social psychology is of interest to me, um, and I'm about two chapters into social psychology for dummies. There's also a lecture series on iTunes uh, from Portland Community College as well on social psychology. I'll be exploring that once I'm done with abnormal psychology, but my ambition with social psychology is to um, give myself a sort of cheat code for social interactions and for understanding social behavior because um, I think as being part of the autism spectrum and also uh, having grown up with a natural deficiency for social interaction, uh, I think I am socially retarded for a lack of a better word. Um, my social skills were not built up uh, in the proper way at the proper time, um, and this is despite therapeutic intervention and despite uh, parental intervention. My parents tried very hard, my psychologist tried very hard to get me to engage in social activities. Um, I did not engage in social activities. I think there were a lot of factors in that. I think one of the primary factors was um, having the treatment for cancer when I was young, having the side effects of that treatment be very evident uh, as I was younger in elementary school, having that resulting in teasing and negative social interactions, with the, uh, which consequently discouraged my natural uh, or any natural um, desire to socialize, and then I misunderstood socializing. Um, and I've always had this problem where you know, I watched Disney's The Little Mermaid, and, you know, if you watch a certain clip of that, um, the sea, which kind of mimics kissing, and for some reason that fascinated my brain as possibly as an oral fixation at the time, um, in that, you know, I thought kissing was a very good thing, so I went around chasing girls trying to get a kiss, somewhat psychologically normal for that developmental stage, but at the same time also not normal in that I didn't understand why it was socially inappropriate, and so I kept doing it. And there's still this element uh, of my social retardation that includes romantic relationships and the pursuit of romantic relationships where I'm obsessed with the idea of trying to get a kiss. And, you know, I don't have enough romantic experience to know what comes after getting that first kiss. So, um, never mind sex or anything related to that. So, um, I'm very socially retarded. Um, and one of my goals in studying social psychology is trying to give me some tools and possibly some algorithms that would might work more successfully than the algorithms I currently employ. Um, once I learned about computer science, I began to think of the world very much in terms of algorithms and processes that I could kind of execute and that would guarantee me a certain result. The problem with humans is humans are more heuristic than they are um, algorithm algorithmic. Um, and I, you know, I don't know how to solve heuristic problems. My brain doesn't know how to do that. I would argue that most people's brains doesn't know, don't know how to solve um, 
heuristic problems in theory. That's why the scientific method is so procedural is because it focuses on trying to understand things through, through a very logical, ordered method. And the problem with social sciences like psychology is that they try to apply the um, scientific method, this very structured algorithmic method, to human behavior, which is inherently her heuristic. Um, so already we have kind of a shaky scientific basis um, which defines all the social sciences, I do believe, um, and makes the study very difficult. Um, that's why I think if you look at Freud and the idea of free association and uh, psychotherapy as a general concept, because he kind of started that concept, um, and, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go with his Oedipus uh, complex or... or you know, how much he associated sex with the problems of neuroses in general. But his, the therapeutic process that he started was certainly helpful and has obviously proved beneficial for me in my life in that I've had psychotherapy for most of my life and I do believe it has benefited me. But you can't prove that um, in through the scientific method. You can't really you know, assess and measure how effective psychotherapy is uh, to any de great degree. So, you know, that's really what s a social science su suffers from. Um, and as much as I admire and respect psychology and am interested in it, also I realize as I study abnormal psychology, with, which suffers from overgeneralization of um symptoms that people have that are in themselves generalizations of the way people experience life that are not able to function normally in society as society is defined its own cultural levels um you know this is abnormal psychology is all over generalization basically um and you look at social psychology and it probably has the same problems because again we're look taking an algorithmic approach to heuristic processes um but i think uh it gives you a good basis for understanding things um and i think social psychology is probably the same thing where it gives you a good basis for understanding social interaction um but i don't know how far the social science can go um, as much as I'm interested in it. Um, but having said that, again, psychotherapy has proved very helpful for me personally. Um, and, you know, just understanding Maslow and uh, Erickson um, and their theories and models has helped me personally in my life as well. So, you know, you can't totally discount it, but you also can't scientifically prove it. It's one of those annoying things um, and is indicative of it being a heuristic thing more than a scientific thing, algorithmic thing. Um, so that's the interesting thing about psychology and, you know, um, but it has informed kind of an analysis of self and realizing that I am socially retarded. Um, and I don't say that in a loose terms of the word retarded. I think it's an appropriate use of the term retarded. Um, so other resources I've been using just as I'm going back and thinking about that. A crash course on YouTube, Crash Course in Psychology, has been useful in kind of briefly summarizing chapters. Um, 
and like I said, I got two textbooks, um, and I've been cross-referencing that. I'm particularly interested in addiction, as I am addicted to cigarettes, as well as having a gaming addiction. And while that's not in the DSM yet, I believe it will be based on another podcast that I was listening to. And I be- believe it's called Shrink Wrap Psychology or something similar to that. I'll post a link in the show notes. Um, but it was talk- talking about fi- family dynamics and kind of dis- the dysfunctional um, pattern that can develop where teens are rebelling against their parents. And because they're rebelling against their parents and their parents' input, the parents are not getting a desired effect. And it's frustrating both the parents... It's frustrating mainly the parents, and it's not, you know, the parents' attempts to improve their teen's behavior are not working, so it's a self-replicating uh, cycle that you can't get out of. So that discussion of that problem and my uh, memory of childhood and that particular phase of childhood and, you know, the the point at, at, at which I was at where I was playing computer games more and more and uh, neglecting social ambitions more and more even though I was paying attention to the school ambitions um, and the fact that my parents tried to emphasize social ambitions and the fact that my therapist trying, tried to uh, emphasize social ambitions and the fact that it didn't work well that was because I, I was falling into that pattern uh, that was just mentioned so I found shrink wrap very helpful um, so, uh, yeah, all these sources of knowledge, uh, going back to my original, um, kind of origin point of the podcast, you know, there's a lot of ways to learn things. Um, and I do believe that you can actually learn things somewhat more effectively outside of school. Although, uh, academia and school can also be very helpful as well. There's also this side thing to academia. Um, that I've noticed, and my friend Megan and I were talking about yesterday, in which there's this arrogant thing that you get from academia, from you know, be, considering yourself a student and from considering yourself knowledgeable. Um, and you know, my approach to having a bachelor's degree, or my approach to having not mainly attended Butte College, you know, I feel um, intellectually elite. I feel like. I've learned things and I can prove it, um, and that is a problem. That es- that uh, sense of arrogance, that sense of I've gone to school, I'm better than you because I've gone to school. Uh, that is a problem with academia. Um, and of course, the more ap- academic ambitions you have, you know, my generation's problem where the bachelor's degree isn't enough, so you're having to get graduate degrees. Well, when you get a graduate degree, you feel more um, academically um, advanced and you feel better than your peers that don't have the academic investment. Um, that is going to become more of a problem. And in my social circle, it seems like more and more people are expanding on their academic pursuits. And because of the... Uh, kind of arrogant effect, side effect of being in academia, being that I'm not currently in academia. Um, I have this sense of I'm being left behind. I'm not as smart as my friends because they're in academia and I'm not. Um, And there's also this element too of, you know, 
to some degree, I figured out this school algorithm, um, and I can succeed in school, I do believe. I have to work very hard of it, at it, but I can succeed in school, um, and I can't succeed right now in this adult life, so I want to feel like I'm doing something that I can be successful at. So there is this draw to academia that I have, um, but there's also this concern that I have that if I don't continue in academia at some point in my life I'm going to be left behind by my peers so that's a concern um, I'm very much free associating and coming up with all sorts of things and going in different directions today but I'm looking up and I'm noticing that I'm at about the 20 minute mark so I'll leave it there um, I hope you found this interesting at least maybe hard to follow but interesting uh, I'll try and uh, come up with new ep more episodes that are somewhat new about new processes. Um, the main thing I'm trying to do is make sure that all this is not uh, a manic phase uh, and make sure that I'm not falling into my systems of algorithms where I try to do career stuff and then that fails and I try to do romantic stuff and then that fails and I go back to career stuff um, because that is my pattern so I'm hoping that pattern is breaking but we'll find out. In the meantime, uh, stay safe, stay sane, happy railroading, happy landings. Bye.